Hello, everyone, and welcome to Plumes Cast. My name is Seth, aka Phantasma Plumes, and I'm coming to you pre recorded from the game room. As always, I thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first episode, hello and welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. And if you're returning, well, welcome back. Hey, I got a question for y'all real fast before we really get started. How are you guys listening to me today? Are you guys listening to me from Apple Podcast? Are you listening to me from Spotify? Or hey, maybe you're even listening to me from Google Podcast. That's right, everybody. We are now broadcasting across three different stations now. I am amazingly proud that I've been able to get this up and going to the level that I have um, in such a short amount of time. Honestly, it's been a lot of fun. Like, I it kind of hit me today on this the uh, I guess late hour of Singles Appreciations Day um, that I realized I've been doing this for now a month. It does not feel that way, and I just want to say off like the very front here, guys. Thank you so much for you know sticking around with me for the first month here. I hope you guys have uh, gotten a good number of laughs. Uh, as I try and figure out everything that I want to do, the things I want to say, the tone I want to have, as well as, you know, adding adding some equipment, changing a couple of things around, making sure everything sounds nice. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I've gone back through and listened to a podcast to take notes and then say, okay, this is what I need to focus on next time. This is what I need to do when I need to take a breath after talking for X amount of times, you know, do the chocolate rain. Lean away from the mic. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> but yo, guys, welcome to Frosh Week. It is a college theme episode today. Uh, as I hinted about in the Valentine's episode last week, I am going to be talking about my college experience because some of y'all have come up and asked questions about, you know, what was it like going to college for me? Uh, how did I end up in the fields that I'm in? Um... And basically, like, what was my college experience like? What kind of shenanigans did I get into? But before I really get into that, too, I also want to say, hey, I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day. If you're listening to this uh, the week after uh, Valentine's Day, I hope you were able to have a fun one. Um, If you spent it solo, I hope you were able to give yourself some much-needed self-love. Or you guys were able to get out and, you know, enjoy time with friends. Because Valentine's Day is not all about the romantic partner. It's about yourself, it's about family, and it's about friends. And yo, if you don't love your friends, man, I feel bad for you. I love you. <laughs> Let me just toss in a little parasocial relationship. I love you. <laughs> but anyway... This episode is basically going to be structured kind of similar to the last one, where it's more Plumes Cast, or not Plumes Cast, um, well this is Plumes Cast, uh, this is more Plumes Pearls of Wisdom, talking about, you know, the things that I wish I knew going into college, uh, the things that I kind of learned while I was in college, and then getting out of it, and then I'm going to, you know, spice it up here and there with some of my experiences, so hopefully if you guys are, you know, either in college or you're debating whether or not college is right for you, like you've graduated from high school and you've taken a little bit of time off because of COVID and you want to get back into it, or hey, maybe you're in high school right now and you're deciding whether or not you want to go into college, I hope anything and everything you pick up from this helps you to some degree 
honestly, I'm just here because I wanted to talk about college stuff. Because it's like, it's one of those things that I never really get to talk a whole bunch about, but I still feel as though I, like, could influence people with my story. Because let me, just before I really get full-on deep into, you know, oh, these are the things you should know, let me give you, let me set the stage, all right? So back in college, uh, I went into, you know, my university, I had the Hope Scholarship, which covered about 75% of my tuition for, I think, uh, 120 credit hours of the 140 that I needed. Um, I also was an AP student, so I had AP credits that and this is gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be one of those moments where you hear a little bit of agitation in my voice. Um I was supposed to, when I got into college, basically be a sophomore based on the AP credits I had, because I passed the AP exams. But when I got to college, they're like, Oh yeah, no, these don't count here. And it's just like, Ayo, hello? <laughs> I was told if I spend the money early and I apply myself super hard uh, in high school and give up a social life for the last year of school of high school, you know, I would be able to uh, skip over a year and save some money in college. Now, that was a big old scam. And, yo, here was another fun bit. Hope did not cover everything. Hope, like, hope was continuously being reduced by the time I got to college, so by the time I got into it, I think maybe covered 70%, which is still better than nothing. But I was really upset because I missed the Zell Miller by like .02. And I begged, begged my history teacher, like last class, I'm like, I have a B, I have an 88, what can I do to bring this up? And they're like, ha, nothing. And I'm like... Man, man. <laughs> anyway, so to kind of, you know, give you into the inner workings of my mind going into college, like I had some idea, and this is going to kind of go back to our question later on too, but I had some idea of what I wanted to do. I was like most high schoolers. I had that vague idea of, yes, this is something I wanted to do. But let me let me tell you how many, like, job career changes I had going through, you know, prebubescence to college. Because here's the thing that, like, really still upsets me about colleges is they expect you to have so much of this stuff figured out before you even really get to know yourself, before you get out into the real world, quote-unquote, um to figure out if something's right for you. And it's just like, can you really know? Like, you have a guess. You're like, I, I would think I would like this. And, like, here's the thing. One of the things people don't really realize about me is even though I'm a sysadmin, systems admin, um, and I'm close to getting chief information officer status, uh, which is C-level positioning, I didn't start school with that degree in mind. I didn't have IT in mind whatsoever. I actually started going to school for translation. I wanted to be a English to Spanish, um, an English to Japanese, and back translator. Now, I could see the writing on the wall before I really got into you know college that translation was kind of a hit or miss category. 
Um, you either had to have a very high proficiency to outsmart the robots that were coming out, or you know you had to know people to get into the field to train up into like these different vocational schools, so that way you could have the proficiency to say, "Yes, I can speak Japanese at a you know professional business level. I could speak Spanish with fluency." And I felt going into school, or at least going into college, uh, that I had that. You know, I was in the governor's honors program for Spanish. I was, I'd, uh, I'd taken the AP exam for Spanish. I failed it. I failed it so badly, guys. Like, straight out. Uh, and I have the full story about this. And I promise we'll get to, you know, things you need to know about college. But I need y'all to, like, level with me. <laughs> So, when I took the AP exam for Spanish, I passed the writing, I passed the reading. That did not make up that big of a portion on the AP Spanish exam. The biggest thing you needed to be able to do was, you know, speaking and listening. Now, my conversational Spanish was very strong. The problem was is I'm talking to somebody that mumbles, one, and I'm also talking while, like, five other people are talking, like, stumbling over their words, so I'm stumbling over my words, and even though I, like, was confident going into it, I just completely fell off, and I was like, bro, like, I did okay on the speaking, but the reading portion that was kind of like, or the listening portion that was, like, the biggest chunk of the AP exam at that time Nobody in that class passed it. And let me tell you why. So we were taking the listening part. Uh, I'm listening to this story about, I believe it, like I can somewhat remember it vividly. It was about a toucan and like the kind of bird it was, what it ate, where it was located, in which parts of, you know, X, I think it was Central America. But while all this is going, you had, like, this Wild Thornberries-esque soundtrack in the background, you know, with, like, percussion going everywhere. And then every now and again, you'd hear, like, a macaw just go, bah, 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 and it's just like, bruh, how the fuck am I supposed to, be? like, why am I having this, like, listening section out in the middle of the, like, jungle? This ain't fair. Like, all the AP, pra like, practice stuff they give you, you can hear it clearly. Now, to add on top of that... I had, um, we had technical issues, and our proctor didn't know how to fix it. So we're sitting in the auditorium, we're taking this AP exam, I can hardly hear this, except for the fucking macaw, going, rah, rah, like, you gotta be shitting me, oh? <laughs> and, like, you raise your hand and you ask him to turn it up, and he's like, oh, according to you know, uh, Proctor's instructions, this is as loud as it can go. Or he, and I think he just didn't know how to turn it up, but I'm just like, ah, all right. Anyway, so I, knowing all of this, my first plan was I was going to go for international, or I was going to go for translation, and I get to KSU, they ask me, um, you know, what what like what my major's going to be and I'm like oh well I want to do translation and they're like we don't have a degree for that I'm like hello and they're like yeah no we we don't have that pick something else 
I'm like, well, what's the closest thing to it? Well, you could, you know, get a major in uh, international business and get a minor in whatever language you want to translate for. That would work. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm more interested in, you know, Japanese business culture. Um, I would rather do that. Do you have a minor in Japanese? Oh, it's in development. Ah. Well, I'm going to go undecided for a little while. <laughs> um, dude, like... Ooh, excuse me. Before you get to college, like, figure out if college is right for you. Like, I tell... I preference all of that with that story and my frustrations because at that very moment, I did not know if college was right for me. Now, if my sister hears this, I apologize in advance. I, you know, at that point, I was ready to sign myself up for the Marines and, you know, go off and serve my country. <laughs> I was like, I, yo, if I can't do this, I want to help people. I want to bridge communications. I want to, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to increase community, like, the ability to talk with everybody, you know, I just wanted to be that medium that may spark some type of, you know, truce or friendship or whatever, you know, flatten, flatten the flat earth, not actual flat earth. I swear to God, if somebody emails me about flat earthers, I will be upset. I'm talking about globalization. I wanted to help with that. But anyway, like, going, and, like, mind you, prior to deciding this, when I was going to high school, I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian. Like, I had my four-year plan set up. I knew which, like, I was going to go to the University of Florida because they had a very good vet program. Um, I was super excited to, like, start putting applications out. And then I had, like, I couldn't do chemistry whatsoever. Like, I struggled ungodly hard with chemistry and I realized like science like certain sciences are my forte if I'm not explained science as well I lose it so hard um kind of the same as like uh history and geography like I understood right then and there that because I didn't really understand chemistry that well I didn't feel comfortable going into, like, medical practices because I know that's a lot of it. Honestly, I probably would have been fine because I have a couple of friends that went to vet school and all, and they didn't have to do chemistry. They were able to do, like, organic or like um, life sciences and stuff, which I had to take life sciences as a general elective. I passed that with flying colors. I didn't even have to study because I was that passionate about sciences. And, you know, here I am, tapping away at computers <laughs> a couple of years down the road. Um, but I, you know, and before that, I wanted to, I think I wanted to be a lawyer. Like, I studied law for, in high school for a little while. There was some mock, you know, court cases you could do that I was a part of. And it was cool. Like, I was fascinated by it. Um I wanted to defend people. I wanted to be a defense attorney. And I partly blame Phoenix Wright for that because, you know, it was entirely a 
whole little existential thing where it was like, I was playing Phoenix Wright, and then all of a sudden I wanted to be a lawyer. And, you know, I, I just wanted to yell objection at people. I wanted to do, like, all the head movements and be like, oh, no, 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 hold it. But <laughs> um, to kind of go on, like, even further with it, like, even further back, I wanted to go into horticulture. I was interested in, like, agricultural sciences and how farming and all was massively done and what kind of advancements we can make. I was such a nerd about that kind of stuff. I even took, like, horticulture class in middle school because, which honestly was just glorified groundskeeping for the school. <laughs> like, I remember spreading mulch on front of the property and we we're just like, so what are we learning? And he's like, shut up. Keep, just keep doing it. I'm like, ah, got it. <laughs> I think I think if I, like, go into my closet, I still have, like, the horticulture club shirt. <laughs> So, all this to say, like, when you go to college, if you, like, even if, or before you even think about going to college, figure out if it's right for you. Because some people are going to figure out early on, like, hey, I'm done with schooling, you know, after getting my GED, I want to, you know, go to a trade school. Which, let me just put this on the table too, guys. Trade schools are really nice. You learn so much so quickly. Like, if that's where your passion is, by all means, go for it. You know, if you want to be a welder, if you want to go into, um, if you want to go into cars or mechanics, uh, if you want to go into plumbing, like, there's so many different sectors you can go into that has so much job security. Because the thing that we're finding right now is, is that we have so many of these jobs open because there's so few people that are trained up to do it. And, yo, know, some schools will even pay you while you're in school to help with companies. And they will hire you the second you graduate. Um, I know a buddy of mine went into, I'm kind of thinking, I think he went into welding, and he, ah, you know, I, I can't remember really enough to say, like, how well he's doing right now. I know he ended up owning his own body shop uh, across the state. Actually, I think he's a state over now. I haven't talked to him in a hot minute. Maybe I'll message him <laughs> this. Uh, be like, hey, man, I was talking about you on my podcast. Oh, yo, pause, pause real quick. So I told my sister I have a podcast, and this was her immediate response. <sighs> you and everyone else in the world. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, why? Like, I, what? She's like, all you millennials coming up with podcasts and streams. And I'm just like, bro. She's like, so what's yours about? I'm like, oh, well, just talk about stuff that I want to talk about. And she's like, mm, okay. <laughs> like, I know, I know she was judging. <laughs> so, Hiss, if you hear this, hello, here's your shout out. Uh, thanks for being the greatest big sister a boy could ever ask for. Uh, I promise one of these days I will do an episode on why my big sister is better than everyone else's big sister. But <laughs> to uh, circle all back around. So yeah, no, trade schools are amazing. I recommend them if you don't feel like going to college is the right thing for you. Don't let anyone tell you straight out like, oh, you need a college degree to survive. No, that's, yes, it opens a lot of doors, 
but if you are going for a specified trade, I guarantee you, like, people are needed, electricians are needed, plumbers are needed. If you go to trade school and this is what you want to do for the rest of your life and you're down with it, I mean, even if it isn't for uh, the rest of your life, you're going to pick up skills that you can market to someone else. Just, you know, be smart about how you do it. Um, but if that's what you want to do, by all means, go for it. You're going to save a bunch of money. You're actually probably going to make a good chunk of money. And you're going to get out much faster than anyone else. You know, going to a traditional four-year program or an associate's degree, two-year program. Um, personally, if you're going to go to school, I would recommend going for a bachelor's four-year just because that's going to open a lot of doors for you. It's kind of the basics of the basic, um, especially for most major fields. I know when I was last looking for jobs and when I, you know, on the flip side was hiring people, I was led to, you know, go towards people who had a degree um, rather than went to school and didn't finish or had an associate's. Just because, like, associate's, it doesn't always bode well. Depending on the position you're going for, it might look better than others. Um, I know in my field, they want you to have a bachelor's, and then they want you to have extended education, which this is also something else to consider, too, is um, you can get your bachelor's in something, and then are you going to go for your master's? Do you need to go for a doctorate? Do you need certifications? And it's like, I know a lot of y'all don't know these answers that I'm kind of prosing at y'all. And I know how it feels to feel lost when you're presented with all these questions like, you need to know what you're doing by the second year in college, else you can't get into like these universities, blah, 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 blah. And just like, yo, I wish, I wish that requirement was kind of ease off because I, like going back to my example, when I decided I was going for international business, I, you know, wanted to go into doing like multiple minors and I want like I wanted to do a minor in uh, Spanish. I wanted to do a minor in Japanese and I wanted to do a minor in sales just because I knew it was something I was going to need to know how to do. I needed to be able to, to present myself in a way that like people want to listen to me. And, you know, I'm trying to do that now with the podcast, <laughs> But I basically tried to space myself out as much as I could. And ultimately, I looked at the cost behind it. I'm like, yo, it ain't worth it. Like, the time sink that it would be to get all those before I could graduate, yeah, no, it wasn't worth it. You know? And, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, People believe that if you go for a doctorate, you go for a master's, you're going to get a job easily. It's still the same job market out there, you know? You may have all the papers that they want, but you may not have the easiest time finding a position unless you have some type of internship or something already going. And, you know, we send out some people that have full-on doctorates that are deep in debt, you know? Which doesn't really make a lot of sense either. Like, why? And this is another thing, like, when you start thinking about college, too. Like, college is expensive. It is continuously getting more expensive by the year. Um, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to go down. Thankfully, you know, we had the COVID 
Uh, you don't have to pay back, or you're not gaining interest on your student loans bit, but it doesn't really, like, because you're not paying back on interest, you can't tax it. And, you know, that might mess up my taxes. <laughs> uh, I gotta get mine done next week. I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> but, so you gotta take all this into consideration, before you even start sending out applications. And then you got to consider where you're going to go. And if you don't hear from one school, you know, where are you going to go? If you hear from one school and it's too expensive because they don't want to offer you a scholarship or it's out of state, can you pocket it or can you get a loan? Will you be able to afford it? These are all the big questions that honestly I wish public schools went deeper into instead of giving us like, I don't know about modern times, but when I went to high school, I had like maybe a day, maybe two days where, you know, I had college recruiters come in. They explained how to apply for colleges, what to look for, what to put in the application, so on and so forth. And then that was it. You know, it really and like they went over, you know, the student loans like, oh, yeah, these are the plans that we have. Get ready to pay us big buku money. It was so stupid. But maybe some of y'all have a better, you know, guidance counselor area that will be like, yeah, no, this is what you should do. We didn't have that. So I kind of went into that one a little bit more blind than most, I would say. Um, But that said, ooh, excuse me. That said, if you decide to go to college, all right, and you sent out... Resume after resume after resume. First off, be prepared for rejection. Like, I'm not saying go into it, you know, not hopeful. Because by all means, I hope you get to go into your number one pick school. But let me explain what I mean. So when I was applying for universities, I applied for one nearby that was a smaller university, uh, Kansas State. I applied for the University of Georgia and I applied for the University of Florida. Those were my three main. I got accepted to all three because I was a well-rounded student and I had good grades. Um, and ultimately, I ended up deciding to go to KSU at the end because it was the most affordable. Um, because I couldn't afford like to go to University of Georgia and University of Florida being out of state was so much more expensive. I was like, hey, oh, no, I ain't trying to do that. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, you know, when I say prepare for, you know, disappointment, think you might get that uh, acceptance letter. But seriously, sit down with yourself and be like, is this something I can afford? Like, you want to start planning your finances early if you can. If you haven't already, start putting aside money, like $5 a week, just so that way when you get out of school, um, you can pay that immediately to your student loans. You'll be so grateful you did, but, or even just like a dollar a week, because that adds up, you know, but just have something. Excuse me, but, so, you decide you want to go to college. You got the acceptance letter from a university that you can go to. What are a couple of things that, like, you want, like, what are the couple of things that you need to know before going to college? Like, I wish people told me about these, because 
college is by all means, um, it's scary. Like, it's exciting and it's fun, but it's scary. Like, you are placed with so many people of different walks of life, um, all pursuing different things, but you're interacting with so many different people. Like, first step, all hold or no holds barred, breathe. I I cannot tell you how nervous I was going into college the very first day. Now, mind you, the university I went to was not far from my home. I should have felt familiar with the area. But for some reason, the second I walked on the campus, I was like, <gasps> I'm in college now. I don't know what to do. What is my name? What am I doing? Like, dude, you're going to get lost. You're going to absolutely, like... You're going to have accidents. Just be prepared to mess up because, like, it's going to be fun. It's going to be like those fun mess-ups that you remember. But everybody that's walking in there with you is on the same level as you. Like, you all got approved to go to this school. That's the ground line. Alright? And from that, I think you can start letting yourself get acclimated to your classmates and start making friends. Like I would recommend if you are staying on campus, absolutely get in a group of buddies, you know, even if you only see these guys like once a week or you have like one class with one, one class with another and like one class with the third guy, just have somebody that you can bounce off of because having friends in college or at least somebody you can talk to that's in your uh, class is so, so, so refreshing. Um, and like use that ex- or use that opening to be open to new experiences. Like I can say in college, I got to kind of develop my personality. I was a very quiet, reserved um, you know, brainiac kid that really didn't talk much, you know, well, quiet reserve that kind of explains that. Um, but quiet, oh my God. But I wasn't the talkative kid. I didn't really have that much of an outgoing personality. I was reclusive. I just basically wanted to sit in the back of the class, protagonist style, do all the questions I can do and then go. When I got to college, I wanted to change that about myself. I wanted to be more adventurous. I wanted to be more talkative. And thankfully, I was able to make friends that allowed me to do that. Um, now, some of those some of those friends would excuse me, would lead me on once in a lifetime experiences that I can't really talk about on podcasts. <laughs> Uh, suffice to say, some of it had to do with some dancing, um, and misconceptions about dancing. (laughs) But I was able to be, like, a part of a bunch of different clubs, uh, because I lived so close to the university, I was able to stay on campus till late, and I got to interact with, like, a bunch of different cliques. Uh, there was a bunch of gamers, for example, that would play Smash in the, uh, game room, I would go and chill with them for a little while. Uh, I would hang out with my friends from various classes after class. We'd go, like, walking around campus, or we'd go out and grab lunch together. Like, by all means, make friends. 
You know, and like it's, and this is me saying in the aftermath of college, speaking as a college graduate, it's so easy to meet people in college. So please take advantage of that opportunity. Um, you know, speaking as somebody that like recently found somebody that, you know, I can connect with my partner currently, like I can't tell you. I don't want to say it was difficult to meet her, but it was hard for me to find jewels when I was looking for a partner outside of college. You know, it, you're not in the same environment. You're not talking to so many different people. You're working. You're out in the real world. And it's like, even though I told you all last week, if you want to meet people, be in those environments. Like, yeah, I was in those environments. I wasn't meeting the people that I wanted to meet. You know, I made a couple of friends here and there, um, but, and also I'm terrible at taking my own advice if you can't tell, but <laughs> it's, um, I basically was like, you know, I wanted to meet the right person in college and I had a couple of people that came and went and I was appreciative of that, but I'm saying this to y'all to be like, hey, be mindful this is a really good opportunity to meet people. That said, be okay with cutting people out after classes are done. Like, if you absolutely despise somebody and you're stuck in a class with them, you know, you don't have to marry the person. Just cut them out. You know, because college is so dynamic, the chances of you seeing them again, unless they're in your major path, you aren't going to see them. You know, you might pass them every now and again. You'll have that awkward, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, it's going great, man. Oh, we got to get drinks. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm so excited. And you never do. Let me, let me put that out there. You never do. You might once or twice because they're going to annoy you about it. And it's just like, mm. unfortunately, I'm one of those people that will be like, oh, yeah, it's great to see you. You know, let's get drinks. And then I'll never message them. <laughs> I, because there's a reason why we stopped talking, man. If I really wanted to keep in contact with you, I would have. And, you know, that's why some of my best friends now are from college. You know, my buddy Adam uh, met him in Japanese class. And I've known that dude now for close to maybe six years. Getting up there, it's, you know, I got a couple of other friends from, like, Japanese that I still occasionally will talk to, um, but I've made a lot of, I really made like a lot of online friends during that too, because I was, you know, playing a lot more games, I had the opportunity to like balance my time much better, until I had to work like three jobs, um, but it was because of like me exploring new interest that I eventually found what I wanted to do. So, to kind of, you know, transition a little bit to, you know, the before you're in college, like, now, when you're in college and you're making some of these key decisions about, like, what you want your major to be, look, listen, allow yourself to explore your interest. Like, if you haven't given yourself the opportunity in high school or in life thus far, by all means, take some time and just get out and try something new. Because you never know how you're going to feel about it until you're in it. Um, during that time, during the uh, early years of college for me, I was getting into a game called Fantasy Star Online 2. 
It was only in Japanese at the time. There's an English patch. But I met a good number of people that played the game off of Twitter. And I became friends with them. And at the time, I didn't have a computer that would run it. So I started to become interested in building computers. Around that time as well, you know, I was working at Mercedes and I was a porter. Like I was moving cars to the back. I was greeting guests. I was, you know, doing it, doing everything that I would do. And the reason I'm telling all y'all this, like, before you're like, oh, you're giving out too much information. Bro, it's on my LinkedIn. <laughs> it's on my LinkedIn, yo. Like, you can find this information out pretty easily. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I'm having fun doing this. I'm making money. I'm paying off, you know, books and all as it's coming through. And I managed to impress the IT director because I was always running around. Like, guests would come up and say, hey, I want my car. I would literally start running to the back. Um, there were t- And, like, prior to in that position, um, when I was handling, like, maintenance-type stuff, I was, you know, quick. I was responsive. If you had questions, I had answers. If I didn't have the answer, I knew where I could get it and then I'd come back to it. You know, and everybody knew me. That was kind of the nice part, too. Like, even if I, even though I wasn't really in any of their departments, people would be able to look at me and be like, oh, yeah, there's Seth. And then, you know, we'd be able to talk. So I was able to impress the IT director. He came up to me one day while he was smoking a cigarette, and he's like, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking for an assistant. Uh, do you happen to have any interest in IT? And at the time, like, I was just playing Toho games. Like, I had taught myself how to run the patchers. I had taught myself how to, you know, kind of make easy edits to the game and, like, learn about the source codes and that kind of thing. I had uh, previously designed a game for my high school uh, senior project because, oh, God, this is so fucking cringe. But I had... um, just to jump back a little bit, I, for my senior year project, we basically, the way Magnet worked, which was like this advanced learning program, um, you had to design a project in 11th grade and continuously test it through 12th grade and present it. Um, And I had to, or I created, um, basically, this was like when the Wii was coming out, um, Really, Wii Fit was still kind of big. I want to do, you know, if you, I think, will you burn more calories if you have a higher, or like what games raise your heart rate better, and is that better for burning calories than Wii Fit? Or something along those lines. So I was, I had people play Quintuplet V, I had people play, uh, and this is one of Jaleel's favorite stories, I had people play Prinny, uh, Can I Really Be the Hero?, and then I designed a bullet hell type game. I forget the engine that I used. It was a PlayStation game originally that uh, was ported onto the PSP. I think it was Azamite. No, that's an anime. Never mind. Um, but I used it to build my own bullet hell. I wrote my own music. I, you know, I went all the way on this because 
It was also an excuse to play the game while I was in class because the teacher that would come up for that class would be like, Seth, you're playing games again. I'm like, actually, I'm working on my project. Fuck off. (laughs) That dude hated me. Like, I know for a fact he hated me because I would bring people over and be like, hey, if you have a second in your project, can I get your heart rate and all and, you know, use you as a control for my project? And we would just be in the back playing games. And he'd be like, are you guys really working? And it's just like, yes. No, here's my control variables. This is what they're supposed to do. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, dude. I And also, I apologize. I know I'm cussing more than usual. Uh, it has officially transitioned to the next day. Um, but I am just going to keep going because I'm having fun with this. And my natural filter has kind of faded away, so... If you ever hear me cursing more on a stream or on a uh, podcast, no, that's probably later in the day, and I'm probably getting tired. <laughs> but anyway, to round that all back, so I had designed this game. I had I had some coding knowledge, I had some hardware knowledge, and I had some software knowledge, which was enough for the IT ma- or director to be like, "Okay, uh, I'm going to hire you from your position. You're going to work for me." Uh, starting December 1st. And I worked that position from 2013 to 2016. That was my first real IT job. During that time, I changed my major because I was able to get deeper into uh, technology. And because I wanted to play Fancy Star Online 2 with my friends, I learned about, you know, setting up VPNs. I learned about proxies. I learned about, uh, you know, networking and how... And, like, how to extend uh, networking across, you know, different uh, circuits beca- by using uh, Ethernet or Powerline adapters. Like, I taught myself so much because I just wanted to play PSO2. Like, and then I learned how to broadcast a VPN across a Wi-Fi connection because I wanted to play the Vita version of PSO2 when it came out. Like, yo, I was obsessed with PSO2. And I will fully attribute Fantasy Star Online 2 for me being a system admin to this day. Like, if you have an interest and you can run with it and it teaches you things, by all means, is a great interest. Continue to do it. Your hobbies can become jobs. You know, just continue doing what you're doing and be amazed by how much you learn when people ask you about it. But anyway, so I ended up changing my major. Uh, I went to just, you know, basic IT I was starting down, you know, that field or that path when we had a presentation come through. I think it was like sophomore year for me when they're like, hey, we're offering this new program. It's called Information Technology or Information Security and Assurance. Um, And I'm like, interesting. What is it about? And they talked about cybersecurity and, you know, building out servers and pen testing and they said a lot of buzzwords. I was like making my ears ring. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. So I changed my major again. I had to go back through for a couple of courses. Because of course, you know, because I was originally, you know, international business to IT to now ISA. And I was going to different, like, different universities within the university. But you'll find some uh, universities will be like, okay, you can either go to the School of Mathematics or Math and Technology, 
or you'll go to the school of business, so on and so forth. Because of that, I ended up going to one of the highest acclimated business schools in the country for information security and assurance because I got my bachelor's of business administration. So it's a technical degree with a business forte, and yo, it's ser- it's been serving me well. Um, that said, you know, obviously my experience is going to be different from yours. You're going to find things that you like that you're going to, you know, at least look into. And here's another thing too. So when you're in college, yes, meet as many people as you can and yes, make as many friends as you can, but yo, talk with your professors. I have had some of the most fascinating conversations with my professors because of just different life events going on. Um... You know, during during college, I had I moved a number of times. I had you know changed jobs a number of times. I was working multiple jobs a number of times. Um, actually, for the last two years I was in college, I was working three jobs. I was um, I was working retail. I was working IT for the university systems, and I was doing uh, Puyo Nexus stuff. I was PR. So I was balancing all that, and then I was trying to be a streamer way back when, and it wasn't working out. So, you know, I kind of I gave up the stream dreams back then, and then all of a sudden it came back around COVID. Um, go figure. But I had... Like, I was busting my ass, and I was a full-time student taking five classes at a time, when usually full-time's four classes, Uh, just because I wanted to finish, because I didn't want to stay in school any longer and build up more student loans, even though I was paying against them while I was working. Um, And I was trying to buy as many books as I could, so that way I didn't have to take out more loans than what I needed. But anyway... Because of all of this, because of like all these different changes in my life, um, I and actually, you know, it was during those years. Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, my father and brother passed away during those years, and the transition between you know living, you know, with one friend to living back at home to living with another friend, and just all the different changes that life came with it. I was able to have some of the most amazing conversations with my professors. And here's the thing, guys. Like, if you if you need advice and a professor likes you, they're willing to... Like, a lot of professors, a lot of them. Now, mind you, there are some shitty professors out there. But a lot of professors are there because they want you to succeed. And if you are on friendly terms with them, they will absolutely, like, sit down and talk with you. And give you the realest advice. Like, my Japanese professor absolutely had my back from, you know, day one from me meeting her. Because I told her about, you know, I, originally when I met her, I was, you know, international business. And I wanted to, you know, translate Japanese. And I was deeply embedded into learning the culture. And, I'm like, and I would, you know, have conversations. And I would ask her... To have, you know, anytime she saw me on campus, to have many conversations with me. And then, you know, when we became more friendly with one another, um, we were able to have, like, more real-life conversations. Like, I don't know if I can afford this. 
or what would you do in my situation or you know how do you feel about this and it was an amazing thing to have like somebody that genuinely cared about my well-being to bounce ideas back off of unfortunately you know when college ended we kind of fell out of touch i'm you know and i'm just making a mental note in my head of people i'm about to email tomorrow <laughs> and be like hey i'm not sure if you remember me but <laughs> Um, but it was honestly like having the, having friends and having professors back you up. Plus let's be real. A lot of those professors too get in those positions because they have that real world experience and you can ask them real world questions and get real world answers. And that by far is one of the nicest things. And I hope if any of y'all are in college right now, you are taking full advantage of whatever counseling or tutoring those professors are offering because it will help you so, so, so much. If nothing else, you feel heard. And when you have the stresses of like last few years of college, that's one of the nicest things. But that said as well, you know, I've kind of touched on it. Make sure, you know, you have your friends, you have your professors. Make sure you're managing your money. Like, this is, this is something that, you know, I kind of really, I did and I didn't. Um, I was working three jobs because I was trying to pay as much as I could of my university before having to take out student loans. Um, I was living on my own with a roommate. Uh, so I had a lot that had fell back on me that I needed to take care of. And I didn't want to be caught with my pants down. Have money saved, guys. Like, have a safe egg. By all means, you guys will never know how much, like, how long you'll be taken out for. Because during college, I got into a number of car accidents. All of them were not my fault. <laughs> like, I wish, I wish I could say any of the car accidents I've been in my life have been my fault. But they haven't been. But when you're in an accident or when you get taken down at work for whatever reason... Like, I got CO2 poisoned when I was working retail, and I was out for, like, a week. Because, you know, that just happens. It was nice to have that extra money on the side, so that way I didn't have to worry. Oh, shit, am I going to be able to pay rent? And by no means am I saying, A.O., save $100 a week. But I would say, look at what your finances are, and figure out what you can put aside, and still live comfortably with. Um... I personally put aside 5%, um, or at least when I was in college, I put aside 5% of whatever I was making. It automatically, when it hit my account, would go to a different account that was accruing interest. Um, now, mind you, as you know, an adult now, graduated adult, I put aside you know about 100 bucks a week to different you know savings accounts, finances. So on and so forth. So figure out which, you know, invest. If you want to invest, now's a good time to invest, honestly. Um, invest in stock. Put some money aside in the stock market every week. Uh, Stash is really good about that. Do not go on Robinhood. Uh, we could have a whole ass conversation why not to go on Robinhood. Acorns, I've heard mixed things about. Me personally, you know, I've heard a lot. I've used Stash for a while. I recommend it. It's been helpful for me. Um, but 
you know, you also got savings accounts. And, like, if you make savings accounts, guys, don't look at them. Don't try your best to not look at that account for as long as you can because when you need it and you look back at it after X amount of months and you see how much money is sitting there, you're going to heave a sigh of relief instead of thinking, man, there's 500 bucks sitting aside right there. I could buy a PS5 with that and still have money to pay, you know, rent and all. Like, yeah, it's nice, but it's not smart. You know, and by no means am I saying don't spoil yourself every now and again. But at least look at, like, the rule of thumb about saving is if you can have, a lot of people will say six months. I say three months when you're our age, um, you know, 20s, early 30s. Um, If you have, like, two, three months worth of rent and expenses put aside, yo, you're straight. You are straight. Have a little fun. Keep saving money. Be able to pay off student loans because, yo, the second those interests turn on, that shit hurts. That shit hurts so badly. And when it comes time to pay student loans, if you're out of school now and you're paying student loans, hey, if you can afford it, pay a little bit more than what they're asking for. Take more out of that interest because, yo, that is where they make their money. Like, I always pay above what they want by a decent margin so that way I don't have to worry about this shit, you know, 20 years in the future. I know I'm going to have student loans for a hot minute, but yo, yo, I'm kind of tired of paying them. (laughs) But anyway, when you like, and now kind of going towards the eve of the conversation, when you graduate college, like be okay again with, you know, saying goodbye to friends that weren't really friends. You know, don't, don't, don't be obsessed with what they're doing. You know, everybody's going to live their life differently. You can keep up with them on Facebook if that's your prerogative or meta, whatever the hell they want to call it. Or maybe you're a Twitter person. Um, You know, you can keep in contact. But if they weren't really doing anything for you, like if they were just around to be around, I would just recommend, you know, putting them on LinkedIn. Like make a LinkedIn page. That's what I did. Um, And add like your... Uh, college buddies so that way you can see what each other are doing and like and if you want to hit them up be like hey yo i'm gonna be in your town for x amount of days let's go talk over you know drinks or something like that's cool do that but if you add them on like facebook meta whatever um don't don't like facebook stalk them don't and like here's another thing too don't allow yourself to be bound down by the glory days like college is a lot of fun yes um it can also be very stressful, but you want to be able to celebrate the time that you spent in college and do something great with what you learn. Don't allow yourself to be like, well, I was this big old frat boy in, you know, college and it was great. And now I work, you know, whatever bottom line job. Like, you have so much potential in you. Don't let your journey stop after college. And if you decide, and like, here's another thing too. If you have decided to go for a job that requires, or excuse me, a, uh, well, no, job's the proper term. Uh, if you decide to go for a job or any type of employment path that requires extended education, hey, yo, see if your new company that you work for can pay for it. Like, try to pay as little out-of-pocket for that stuff going forward as you can. 
Or if you do pay out of pocket, make sure there's some type of pay incentive coming back from it. Like, speaking as, you know, sysadmin, um, I currently don't need certifications, like, for my position. Do I train or do I teach myself SQL and – or am I teaching myself SQL right now and Cold Fusion? Hell yeah, because it's what the job is asking me to do and I want to do it. And I'm finally, you know – understanding enough concepts about programming to finally put the pieces together. Like, I got the outer rim of the puzzle. Everything's starting to fit in, and I feel really good about that. Um, You know, but I didn't buy those books that, you know, I'm studying from. If I needed to go get a certification, I would want the company to pay for it. Or, hey, if I get the cert, is there a pay raise attached to it? Some positions that you're going for, guys, you're going to need a master's degree. If that, if that position's your end goal, hey, yo, try to go to the one before it and see if that company won't pay for your master's or have some type of tuition reimbursement. So that way, even though you're working at, like doubly hard, you're not paying doubly as much because it's hard. It is really hard to get, you know, adult learner spon- or, uh, scholarships. They're out there for sure. And that's another thing, like, I really should have said this early on about, you know, managing finances. Get as many scholarships as you can. Try not to pay as much for university as possible because, yo, it's going to be expensive at the end of the day. And straight out, you don't want to be hooked on that for the rest of your life. Um, Especially because, like, and this will lead into tonight's question, but when you get... Or if you get into your field and you find out you don't like it, you know, you got to have a plan B. Always have a plan B. You know, always have a plan C, too, if you can. Um, <laughs> because you don't want to be hooked for something. Like, I would say, because I have a couple of friends that went for liberal arts degrees because they didn't know what they were going to do. Um, and they're stuck under the same amount, if not more, loans than I am, you know, student loans. And they're struggling to pay it. But that was just because they didn't really have a good backup plan. Like, seriously, if you have learned nothing from me rambling on about before, after college, or before, went in, and after college, like, remember this backup plan. Have money set aside and allow yourself to fuck up. Those are the three big things to remember. Now, Keeping con- and also like keeping contacts with the friends that you really like enjoyed hanging out with that you had like really close relations with because those are going to be your friends for life too, you know. And hey, you might have found a sweetheart in college. By all means, hold on to them close. But to kind of like take this down from you know very serious plumes, pearls, plumes, plumes, pearls of wisdom, serious talk to something more lighthearted. Like, I told y'all about how many times I swapped my major. Let me tell you about my one saving grace and one, like, absolute, like, I hated. So, when you're in college, listen to this one piece of advice. If you see a class that is not on your major plan that looks fun by all means, take it. I don't care if it takes you a little, like, if it's going to push you back a year uh, to graduate because you want to take it every semester. By all means, take it. 
because I can't tell you how nice it was to have a class like Japanese throughout almost all of my college tenure. Like, I, when I went to school originally, I think I skipped the first semester because I couldn't get into the Japanese class because it was like one class only. It was just something they were bringing in. Um, I couldn't get into it and I didn't want to test higher than like 1001 because I wanted to like really firmly grasp, firmly grasp it, um, the basics of Japanese before I went to advanced level stuff. Um, but I had that luxury of having that class throughout, you know, last half of freshman year, all of sophomore year, all of junior year, and like a semester senior year. Excuse me. Um, and just having that class where you can like either A, turn your brain off and just get like an easy A or it's B, it's so radically different from what you're doing, but you have an interest in it. Like if I were to go back to college now, you know, knowing what I know about me and my interest, I would go for the culinary courses, you know, as I'm doing a master's degree because I like it is such an amazing mind like refresh when you get to think about something that's completely different from your major like when you get into your last two years of college you are absolutely going to be swamped with whatever major you're in uh you've passed all your gen eds most likely if you're into like a specified university within the university um so now you're just gonna get hammered over the head with like you know, for me, it was IT and IS stuff. But having Japanese was like a godsend because for at least an hour or two every day I had to be at class because I only went like Tuesday, Thursdays, or like maybe I was doing Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, um, or Monday, Wednesdays. I had the luxury to just kind of turn my brain off from the IT stuff and just say, okay, uh, I'm doing well in Japanese. Hi, Watashi Genki desu. You know, and it was nice. And I strongly recommend that. Like, if you see something that's close to a hobby of yours, or you can integrate something like that into your tenure at school, by all means do it. Because it's so nice. It's so nice. And that's how I met some of my best friends. You know, and my roommate for a couple of years. Like... You'll never know who you're going to meet until you go and do it. So, hey, go and do it. Um, and, yo, oh, my God. I just took a look at the clock. I just surpassed what was last episode's podcast length. I promise, guys, I will start, you know, calming down on these. I know these kind of get long-winded. Um, college is just one of those topics that I can go on and on about because I want you guys to go out and figure out what you want to do with your life and succeed which, you know, I will kind of transition back to, you know, it all goes back to tonight's question. I'm going to try and keep this under, like, another 15 minutes or so. Because it's also getting later and later. The more I talk, the later it gets. Um, but, and I got work in the morning. <laughs> but, anyway. Uh, now, you're going to have fun at college. But you're also going to have some of the worst professors too. Like I can't sugar point or I can't sugarcoat everything about college because let me be real with y'all. You're going to have professors that you're going to absolutely hate and they're going to absolutely hate you. 
I had one of the worst accounting professors known to mankind that when I passed that class, now mind you, I never failed any of my classes. I came close, I came close one time, and that was like the year, or like the semester after my father passing, so, and my father and brother passing, so I was busy as hell. (laughs) I, you know, and like one, I think it was like, you know, political sciences. I hated politics. I, you know, I didn't want to talk about them. It should have been a bum easy class and I was neglecting it because I'm like, hey, yo, I'm depressed. I got other shit I got to worry about. Like, this class can suck it. <laughs> Thankfully, I passed it with a C. Um, but I was usually like an all A student. I was on the dean's list like every semester I was in school because your boy, your boy put in a lot of work so that way he can, you know, you know, be done and not have to worry about school. Um, but even though now I'm fucking training myself like every day, I chose, I chose the field that's always evolving. So I'm always learning. Yay. No, like seriously, I love it. I love, you know, the fact that every day is something different. I can do so many different things in my position at, I honestly, like, I couldn't find myself doing anything else. I love being able to train people. I love being able to teach people. I love being able to, you know, make complicated things easy for other people. And in that regards, like, I kind of, I feel like I achieved my dreams of, you know, bridging communications and all back with, you know, foreign languages. I feel like I've kind of flattened out the insanity that is technology for a lot of people. And that makes me feel good. It makes me feel, like, really accomplished. Um, Especially when I can, you know, go on a full-ass tangent on, you know, HTTP protocols and explain it as if, you know, traffic lanes. So that way anybody can understand it. Like, I could do the explain like I'm five posts on Reddit all day long, baby. But it's... um, You're going to have, like, bullshit classes, though. And I had the worst uh, accounting professor known to mankind. This professor, like, I'm not going to drop names because I don't want y'all to go review bomb them. I already did. Uh, But this was the one time I went to the dean of that university, who I knew because I was already working as, like, information services for the university. So I knew him by first name basis because we were co-workers, um, which... Honestly, that in itself, if you can work for the university, by all means do it. Because that opens up so many different doors for you. You get invited to so many different things. If you show the initiative, um, people want you to be there. You get to be in a bunch of different projects. At least for me, that's how it was. And I found it so fucking funny that I could go up to my professors and everyone else was like, Oh, professor so-and-so, professor so-and-so. You know, what, how do you feel about this? And I just go up and be like, hey, what's going on, Andy? <laughs> hey, did you take my lunch? <laughs> uh, ow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I just kicked the fucking table. Ow. Um, but, ah, uh, I'm, I'm getting reminiscent. Uh, but anyway, so I had this one professor that I even went to the other professors about that I worked with. I'm like, hey, what do I do? Because this is bullshit. We're all going to fail the class if something isn't done. So she would write the equations 
and then write the answers as she was like so basically in accounting there's a bunch of different formulas that you need to know in order to calculate like return of interest or return on in uh return on investment and depreciation and like the different kinds of depreciations and it's like they're all different you know equations that you need to know and memorize but whenever she was going through an equation, she wouldn't explain where any of the numbers were coming from. She would just solve it. She'd solve the problem straight on the board. And if you had the gall to ask this woman, hey, uh, can you explain this? She would get so, so pissed off. Why weren't you paying attention? You were on that phone again, weren't you? Blah, 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 blah. And she would scream for like 10 minutes about how we were lazy and how this is the easiest thing, blah, 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 blah. So when test time came around and we all failed, she would scream at us again because, you know, we're disappointments and blah, 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 blah. You're going to have professors like that. Seriously, before you sign up for any class, if you have the ability to use Rate My Professor, if that's still a thing, by God, use that. And by God, make steady groups because it makes it so much easier to navigate and learn and figure out your learning style. God, guys, I'm telling you, it. Mm, anyway, whew, I think I've given you guys some pretty good advice, all things around, about you know my college experience and like the basics of you know choosing college or like whether or not you want to go to college. Before you get to college, when you're in college, uh, and after graduating. So, I want to wrap this all up with tonight's question, which is, how do you... And this, one's come, this one comes from my lovely Jules. Hi, honey. Um, but uh, she asked, how do you decide on your major so early on in your life and stick with it without knowing what could come out of it or if it will work for you at all? Look, all right... As I've already kind of explained, um, you, I've changed my major like three or four times. I changed what I wanted to do in life three or four times. I went into school for something so vastly different than IT. And then I even went beyond that and went information security and assurance. Like I had no clue I was going into that. And that's going to be my big advice is like if you if you are at that point where you are debating whether or not you're going to go to college and whether and what your major is going to be for like before you even start applying to universities take a second and figure out what your interests are what are you good at what you know what do you find yourself enjoying and then figure out you know the learning paths for it if you want to be a teacher, for example, you know, what do you want to teach? Which, you know, grade size do you want to teach? Can you start getting experience now so that way you can see whether or not it works for you or not? And look, let's be entirely fair, too. Now, this is me speaking as not college graduate Seth, but as professional, you know, business world Seth. You are not bound to your degree, Okay. You are not, you're not contracted to whatever, you know, path you take in college that you can only work those jobs when you get out into the real world, all right? 
I know so many IT professionals, and you know, this is because it's older generation too, that either A, you know, transferred over to IT, like my boss personally, went from, you know, finance to taking over IT to basically learning everything, um, or maybe it was vice versa, where he was IT and they learned finance, but, or he had finance somewhere, anyway... He wasn't married to his original degree, and he was able to branch out. I've seen, you know, thanks to Reddit and all, I've seen IT admins transition to, you know, finance, into administration. I've seen them, you know, go into completely different fields because they find out that, hey, they don't have an interest in IT anymore, but they can still apply the things that they learned you know, across school and having working tenure and putting it to something else, you know, even though you like, for example, with me, if I decided to leave IT, I could go into whatever because I got a business degree, you know, it wouldn't be the easiest thing for me to say, oh yeah, no, I'm skipping from IT to finance. You know, I could prove that I know finances and I can learn finances and I could probably get myself in a pretty nice company uh, because of what I know and I'm, my confidence with a computer. But I would still, you know, start off the same place as, like, anybody else. It's not, like, if you end up getting, like, say, for example, you go through school, you get a degree, you go out into that job field, and you find out you hate it. There's nothing wrong with saying, I hate it, and you back out, and you find something else that you like, you know? Just having the degree is enough to say that you have the drive to, you know, accomplish something. And that says a lot on a resume. And you learn things while at that job that will help you with other jobs. Like, I can say this with confidence. I couldn't do any type of finance before I got into IT. And now I see so many different numbers and prepare so many different reports for so many different departments that I've learned it by osmosis. And I learned what kind of things to look for. And I've listened into enough, you know, admin meetings to say, okay, these are like key words that I need to listen for and metrics we need to hit. I could go into sales if I wanted to. I don't. Because I love doing what I do, and I'm so proud of the work that I get to do, um, because it impacts everyone in an organization, and it's just like, yes, I can be proud of this. But, you know, don't be afraid to get, like, get into a, basically what I'm saying is, like, don't be afraid to get into a degree path, and then, you know, when you're said and done, find out that you don't like it. Because here's the thing, too, college is not a one-time experience, you can absolutely, like, if you find out that you were in a job field you don't like and you need to go back to school for a couple of years, like, you've already finished your gen eds. Majors, most of the time, are based off the same gen eds. Some things might change with the, you know, calendar year, but you could go back to school if you wanted to. There's And, like, let me say this, too, all right? So, previously, as another job that I held, and this was part of working, you know, the university systems... I was an adult learner teacher. Like, I was teaching our adult learners how to use Office, how to use, you know, how to send an email, how to, you know, what's the proper typing method. 
there are people out there that want to learn things past the quote-unquote college age, and that's completely acceptable to do. You know, and if you're worried about the money requirement, there is some act or adult learner scholarships out there. Or hey, if you're already working for a company and you find out, hey, uh, I'm working finance, but I think I want to work HR. See if you can't, you know, moonlight the HR person and get yourself into that position. Because at the end of the day, it's what you know that gets you in or gets you around jobs. The piece of paper that says, hey, you got a degree, is only a spec sheet that says you might have some of this information retained. Like, it's all about, like, when you get, when you get into the job market, when you get out into, like, the real working world, quote-unquote, you need, like, that piece of paper is going to get you into the door. It's what you do in that door that really makes or breaks you. Be yourself, show your interest, tell employers, hey, I want to transition into this, or hey, I'm interested. Like when you're applying and you say, like, and they're saying, like, well, what kind of questions do you have about the job? Ask about, you know, horizontal development. Ask them about vertical development. Ask them where you can go in that job. And if, you know, you can move yourself around, like, for example, I know a lot of IT guys that became IS. I know a lot of IS guys that went back to IT. I know a lot of, you know, help desk admins that are now programmers. Like, mind you, that's all jumping around the same IT field. But the possibility for you to grow and develop is one that is always there day after day. You just have to seize it and run with it. You know, it's not always going to be handed to you. So don't be afraid to make the mistake of, oh man, you know, I've chose the wrong degree. But let's be fair with each other here, guys. Like, oh fuck, I went over my 15 minutes. Lame. Alright, I'll finish this. But let's be fair with each other. Like, you need to be able to, you know... Well, fuck, now now that I looked at the clock, I messed up my train of thought. Gosh darn it. (laughs) No, but let's be fair with each other real fast, all right? So even if you get into these job fields, you find out you don't like it, like, or no, if you get into these degree paths, that's what I was thinking. Cool, I got my train of thought back. (laughs) Choo-choo. But if you get into these later degree path fields and you find out that, hey, this isn't for me, I don't like this, or I don't like how this is done, then, you know, you're more than likely going to catch yourself on the degree path than, you know, fully finish through, like, tough it out and go through it. Like, it's not like me in my um, accounting class where it's like I had to take the class to, you know, continue on in my degree field. No, it was, like... For some of y'all, if that's what your degree field is all about, and you don't like those aspects of it, then it's okay to change your major. Like, yeah, you might set yourself back a little bit. And, you know, really sit down with yourself and figure out, hey, is this really something that I want to change, or am I just stressed out? Like, ask yourself these kind of self, you know, self-reviewing questions to say, like, hey, am I okay? Is it me that's just exhausted? Talk to professors. And, you know, because you might find out things that are completely different from what you were originally anticipating. 
you know? Like, for example, with me again in IT, like, when I talk to professors about the different branches I could go into, I, you know, for my courses, I specialized in virtualization because I was fascinated with being able to deploy technology with a click of a button and go from there and, like, get things out going super quick. Like, it was a number of my cases or a lot of my case studies that I was writing through for the university when I had servers I had to maintain like I was deploying stuff I was doing extra stuff because I wanted my professors to you know look back and be like yes no that's correct or hey do this differently um but I don't use virtualization now you know I use it to sandbox things but that's for me you know I have a virtual SQL server that I run on my personal computer when I'm practicing SQL, but that, that's it. You know, it's a cool thing that I know, and it's a cool thing that I can help other, you know, coworkers with if it comes up for other customers, but that's them. You know, those are the engineers that I'm helping with. But at the same time, too, it's like, look, you know, you will have a base understanding of what, your job field entails when you get that piece of paper and you might find out you don't want to do it then don't do it you know you know allow yourself to experiment and like when you get out into those fields and you find out if you don't like it you know see if you can't shadow other people because a lot of people are super like you guys just listen to me talk about my college experience for like an hour 30 (laughs) by all means people are proud to talk about their accomplishments If you go up to somebody that's in the field that you're interested in, you're like, hey, can you tell me how you got here? I guarantee you nine times out of ten, they will smile and be like, well, to begin, and go on a 50-minute long tangent about, you know, one little bit you asked about. And then, you know, ask them, how can I get into it? It's one of those things where it's like, I know it seems super scary, to go into, you know, universities and try and have everything figured out before you go in there. But seriously, ask questions, get advice, talk to people in the field. There you know, thanks to social networking, you know, if you build an or if you build a LinkedIn page, you can message some of these people that are in the field that you're in, you know, or attend conferences for free um about fields that you're interested in. And some of them, like, are all about, you know, intermingling and talking with peers. Get into an internship program if you want to. Um, you know, but also don't limit yourself to the things that you do. Like, allow yourself to go out into, you know, and do underwater basket weaving for a semester. You might find out you're damn good at it. And then the next thing you know, you're an entrepreneur selling seashells by the seashore in your fancy woven bags. <laughs> but, that said, um, I have absolutely been going on for way too much time. Um, I hope, you know, all of this has been helpful to you guys. 
Again, if you have questions, comments, concerns about things you want me to talk about on Plumescast, or you want to talk more in depth about the things I've talked about here, by all means, feel free to ask questions during you know my Twitch streams, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 o'clock. Usually I prefer the Friday streams for these kinds of conversations because I'm cooking and I can, you know, pause what I'm doing and be like, all right, you know, let's talk about this for five minutes. Um, you know, you can find me on twitch.tv at Phantasma Blooms. You can find me on Twitter at Phantasma Blooms. Like, seriously, feel free to at me with questions about this kind of stuff. That's why I talk about it because I want people to feel like they have a resource. I know there are times where I didn't feel like I had one. But the best way to reach me, too, is by sending an email to plumescast at gmail.com. That, again, is plumescast, P-L-U-M-E-S-C-A-S-T, at gmail.com. Feel free to send your questions, comments, and requests for plumes, pearls, of wisdom. I'll be more than happy to talk about anything with y'all. It's the whole point of the podcast. And I hope, you know, you guys can take some of my experiences And use them to, you know, at least laugh about your situation and be like, hey, yeah, no, I'm not alone in all this. Because you're not. You know, never forget that you're not alone. Everybody's gone through this. And, yeah, you know, I I really had a lot of fun talking about all this with y'all. And it was an honor to be Professor Blooms once again. (laughs) But anyway, guys, um... I think that's going to do it for me. I believe the next episode is going to be talking about facing your fears. Uh, You know, I've already kind of been talking to a couple of different people about that one. Uh, Unless somebody hits me with a topic that's completely different. Because, mind you, I'm recording this on a Tuesday night, now Wednesday morning. Um, And I have two streams ahead of me that somebody could be like, Hey, Seth, uh, I listened to the Valentine's stream and I want you to talk about this. And I'm like, yeah, well, shit. You know, uh, I already recorded the one that's going out on Sunday, but next one, I got you, man. (laughs) But seriously, guys, thank you all so much for listening in. And as always, I'll talk to you again from the stars very soon. Until next time, mata nene.